Greetings in the name of Jesus. This is Rob Hames. This is 15 Minutes with Jesus. Today's program is called The Blessing of Abraham. Let's turn to Genesis 12, verse 1. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Now let's turn to Galatians chapter 3, verse 10. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident for the just shall live by faith. And the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is every one that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Abraham believed God. He obeyed God. He was righteous by faith. He loved God. He worshipped God. Everywhere Abraham went, he built altars and worshipped God. He was righteous through faith, working by love. So are we righteous by faith in Jesus, faith in his sacrifice for our sins. Jesus bore all our sins, all the sins of the human race, in his sinless body on the cross. Our faith is through the gospel. We are righteous by believing in his shed blood, atoning perfectly for all of our sins. Through repentance and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, we are righteous. And then we are to be led by the Holy Spirit. We receive the Holy Spirit, fulfilling the righteousness of the law obeying the Lord, being led by the Spirit. Love does no ill to his neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. So as we walk in love, we're going to be keeping, Jesus said, this is love that you keep my sayings. So as we continue with the Lord, we're going to be keeping his sayings. That's love. We're going to be walking in love and we'll be being led by the Spirit to do the will of the Father. We need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not, the gift of the Holy Spirit is not an option. It's absolutely essential to fulfill the righteousness of the law, to walk in obedience, to understand the scriptures. So many things are given to us through the Spirit. So as we are led, you cannot possibly be led by the Spirit without receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. If we look in Acts chapter 1, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and under the uttermost part of the earth. So you need the Holy Ghost. You need the power of the Holy Ghost to lead you, to give you the words, to speak, to be witnesses to Jesus. The gospel, the Bible says the gospel is not in word only, but it's also in power. Jesus Christ was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Ghost. And we preach the gospel by the power of the Spirit as he leads us. He leads us to the people he wants us to talk to. He gives us the words by the Spirit, what to say. 
and the power of the, of the Lord will be manifested. The Holy Spirit also convinces of sin, righteousness, and judgment. The Holy Spirit is the one who draws people to Jesus. And the Holy Spirit is the one who sends us, as in Acts chapter 13, where the Holy Spirit sent Paul and Barnabas to start their ministry in Asia. We need the Holy Spirit. It's not an option to receive the Holy Spirit. If you look in the, the beginning of the gospel, if you look in the beginning of the church, the gospel was preached, people heard the gospel, they were convicted of their sins, they repented, they were baptized in water, and they were baptized in the Holy Ghost. Three separate experiences. Let's look in Acts chapter 8. If you look at this scripture and you consider it clearly, you can see what I'm talking about. In Acts chapter 8, Philip went down to Samaria and preached the gospel. Uh, verse 6, And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying with loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsies and that were lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. Verse 12, But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Verse 14, now when the apostles, which were at Jerusalem, heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who when they were come down, prayed for them, that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then laid they their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. So you can clearly see here, they heard the gospel, they saw the power of God, they saw the gospel demonstrated, they repented, they believed the gospel, they were baptized in water for the remission of sins, and then, later, the apostles came, laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. As you see in verse 16, he was not yet fallen upon them. The Holy Ghost comes upon a believer when they receive the Holy Ghost. Let's go to Luke 11, verse 9. And I say unto you, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asks receives, and he that seeks finds, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. And if a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he ask for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? So you seek after the baptism in the Holy Spirit. You ask, but it is the blessing of Abraham to receive the Holy Spirit, to be led by the Holy Spirit, to do the will of the Father. So it is with us if there's wickedness in our lives. If there's witchcraft in our lives, we need to be delivered. We need to repent. We need to seek after God and be cleansed. And then we can receive the Holy Spirit. Some people ask, but they don't receive because of these problems. But if a person will humble themselves and seek the Lord and seek to be purified and ask for the Holy Spirit, they shall receive. Whatever you have to do, fast, pray, and seek the Lord to lead you in repentance and to deliver you from witchcraft. Many preachers operate in witchcraft to control the people. And if we've been in a situation like that for any number of days, we can be bound up with that witchcraft. It says in verse 23, 
of Acts 8 about Simon. You know, Simon wanted to buy the, the Holy Spirit. He wanted to give Peter money so that he could lay hands on people and they would receive the Holy Spirit. And Peter said, Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent, therefore, of this thy wickedness, and pray, God, if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven thee, for I perceive that thou art in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. So we see that Simon was not in a position to receive the Holy Ghost, even though he had believed and was baptized in water because of the witchcraft, because of the bitterness, unforgiveness in his heart. He needed to repent. He needed to forgive. He needed to be cleansed. Unforgiveness will cut you off because you are not forgiven until you forgive, according to the words of the Lord. We need the Holy Spirit to be led by the Spirit and to do the will of the Father, to walk in the Spirit and not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Otherwise, you're walking in the flesh and the righteousness of the law is not being fulfilled in you. In Romans 8, it says, The righteousness of the law will be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, you cannot walk in the Spirit. So you will be walking in the flesh and you will be justifying yourself by keeping some form of law religious rules, traditions, and people do that. They go to church, they sit in a certain place in the church, they do certain things in the church, and they feel like because they are keeping those traditions and rules that they are righteous before God. Righteousness is by faith and by obedience. And to obey God, you need to be led by the Spirit. To be led by the Spirit, you need to receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is absolutely essential, not an option, to walk in righteousness and do the will of God, to be led by the Spirit and not be under the law, doing the will of the Father. If we look in Matthew 7, at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, we see how serious this is. Verse 21, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? Then will I profess unto them, I never knew you, depart from me, you that work iniquity. This brings another dimension into this. These people had the Holy Ghost. There's no way you can cast out devils according to the words of Jesus except by the Holy Ghost. There's no way you can prophesy except by the Holy Ghost. So even if you have the Holy Ghost, you must have faith. You must have love. You must love God. You want to obey God. You want to do the will of God. But you must have the Spirit in order to be led by the Spirit to do the will of the Father. Also, you cannot pray in tongues and build yourself up on your most holy faith, as it says in Jude, unless you have the Holy Ghost, unless you're filled with the Holy Ghost. So what do people do? They're taught that they, they have the Holy Ghost. They got the Holy Ghost when they were baptized in water. They go to church. They keep their religious traditions. And they feel like they're righteous before God. They have no need to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. They have no need to speak in tongues. They're even taught that tongues are of the devil. Tongues are not of God. Tongues have passed away. Tongues is just one gift of the Holy Spirit. We need the gifts of the Spirit in order to edify one another, in order to edify the church, to be built up, to build one another up. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it talks about the various gifts of the Spirit and various ministries and governments that the Lord has given to the church. At the end of chapter 12, it says, 
but covet earnestly the best gifts, yet show I unto you a more excellent way. Chapter 13, verse 1, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not love, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy, and understand all mysteries, knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains, have not love, I am nothing. Though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not love, it profits me nothing. So we walk in the Spirit. We walk in love. We edify the body of Christ. Chapter 14, verse 26. How is it then, brethren, when you come together? Every one of you hath a psalm, hath a doctrine, hath a tongue, hath a revelation, hath an interpretation. Let all things be done unto edifying. So what is it? The Lord is making a holy people by the power of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Also, the Holy Spirit is the Comforter. He will be with you forever. Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you alone when I go to the Father. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. I'm going to send the Comforter, and He will be with you forever. We need the Holy Spirit. It's not an option. If you want to walk with God, you need the Holy Spirit. If you want to be religious, that's another story altogether. The Word with the Spirit is life, as Jesus said in John 6, when He said, unless you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you have no life in you. People were offended at it. He said, does this offend you? He said, the words I speak, they are spirit and they are life. So it's the word of God with the spirit, not just the word of God. And it's the sword of the spirit. So as you pray in the spirit, the Holy Spirit will lead you in warfare against powers of darkness, against the devil who wants to destroy you. You have no power against the devil without the Holy Spirit. And he wants to destroy you. And he has power. So you need, as it says in Ephesians 6, the whole armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, your loins girt about with truth, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You need the shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit. Otherwise, you're not equipped to war a good warfare by which you're going to overcome, by which you're going to inherit all the promises of God. You overcome by the power of God through faith in the gospel. God so loved us that he gave his only son, a living sacrifice for our sins, that whosoever lives and believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So all things are for edification. Love God and be led by his spirit to do his will. Keep his words and love your brother and your sister. The Spirit of the Lord is now upon